Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And we are... Yes. We're uh, recovering here. We took our masks off for a brief moment in order to uh, have this podcast. We are talking about the Wuhan virus. Wuhan! (laughs) We are are here in, uh, of course, sunny Singapore, which is now home to 10 confirmed cases of the Wuhan virus, just it to is. set the stage a little bit. In They're everywhere. Case you haven't read a newspaper or seen a TV in a long time, weeks. Uh, in the city of Wuhan in China, uh, there has been an outbreak of a novel, as they call it, a new coronavirus. A coronavirus is a family of viruses. One related to the, you know, one is the common cold, uh, but this is a new virus spreading rapidly. Um, a few, uh, about a hundred people have died in China, um, and this virus is now spreading across the world. It's uh, spreading everywhere. I think the stats were something like 170 died in total, 130 recovered, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the death rate, which I know better, is a little over two percent. Yeah, yeah so one of the ways to measure these sorts of things is uh, the number of people died compared to the number of cases. Yeah. Uh, if the numbers can be believed out of China. So that's the real question here, right? Like how how far off are those numbers from the truth? Yeah. Are the orders of magnitude? Uh, Boy, <laughs> I hope not, between? right? I have no idea. I, I, I think the only way we'll really be able to tell is the speed at which it spreads outside of China. Mm, mm, mm. So we'll see. Because one of the other factors is this uh, coordinated with the single biggest human migration on the planet, annual a migration. billion people. <laughs> the plane move in china yeah yeah, yeah. because of chinese new year um now they the chinese government put uh, a bunch of cities in quarantine uh and many many other people chose simply not to move around uh but others did move around including vacationing in the warmer climes of southeast asia including here in singapore uh tourists came in from wuhan and uh, that is the 10 confirmed cases. No deaths here in Singapore. So far, so good. Yeah, Looks so far, good. so good. But it has everyone here in the, the Lion City a little bit on edge. So it's qu- more quiet outside than it usually is, I find. Yeah. Uh, people are walking around with their masks on, which is interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, they look worried, man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you try to assess risk. Right. So a big part of living through an outbreak like this that has landed landed on your doorstep is taking an appropriate assessment of risk. So the death rate, as we mentioned, was 2%. Uh, another coronavirus that hit back in 2003 is known as SARS, Severely Acute mm. Respiratory Syndrome. Something, something. Yeah. Yeah. Severe. Uh, and this uh, SARS had a death rate closer to 9.5%. Yeah, way worse so far, yeah. Yeah. And then another related one is the Middle East Re- uh, Respiratory Syndrome, MERS. Much higher death rate. Like 35. Yeah, very aggressive. So you try to take those numbers and say, okay, uh, many people are getting infected, but it's not incredibly dangerous. Yeah. You try to take mm-hmm. comfort from that. I'm not too worried so far. Obviously, it's a, it's a horrible thing, but I'm personally not too worried about 
catching it or anything. Yeah, well, it's, um, you know, some of the things that also get thrown around is it's, uh, if you compare this to the annual influenza uh, outbreak, right? So every year people catch the flu when the winter comes. And many of those people die. Yes. Uh, and uh, I can't remember that death rate off the top of my head. but Five-ish? Is that what it is? But a couple hundred thousand people yeah. plus yeah, each no, it's year a significant number of people die from the flu, and literally no one worries about it. Right, and they refuse to get the yes. safe and effective vaccines. Well, it makes you autistic. <laughs> yes, I forgot. Yeah, right. I forgot Whereas, that particular piece of misinformation sure and lie. Were to have a vaccine for uh, the new coronavirus, no one would think it would make you autistic. Right? For which one? For this one, like no oh, one yeah, would go, oh, I don't want to get it. I don't want to become an artist. Right, right, right. I'm not going to take that. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. take that. Yeah. Well, that might be some of the other ones. That might be like uh, measles, mumps, and rubella. And well, stuff yeah, like we that. touched upon In this earlier, US. right? How there has been a strong reaction on the internet, uh, some of which was quite racist, I found. Yeah, uh, talk about that lashing, for a second. Lashing out uh, China, saying, well, you shouldn't be eating bats. You know, you're doing crazy things. You're eating things that God doesn't want us to eat, and now he's punishing you. Um, or some right-wing religious U.S. nutcases, I think, who said something along those lines. Um, which you, basically, you have tracked the online racism that's flowing <laughs> better than I have. <laughs> which basically makes me want to go, yeah, maybe you should get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> before you say anything like that. With right? education. Right, yeah, yeah. Of education, or just against any of those diseases that you just mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah. On the flip side, though, and you and I have talked about this, on the flip side, uh, two modern outbreaks have come out of China. True. Uh, so that's SARS and now this novel coronavirus. Um, and both seem to have been connected to, it existed in bats, it came in through exotic meats mm. that were being consumed in China and leaped to the human population. I'm not so, suggest that anyone should be eating bats. <laughs> that's <a> completely... <laughs> well, or civets. We've right. all heard of civets. Right, just don't. Some cat-like creature that somehow gets to the bats. Then again, I would like to think that if it has a face, you shouldn't eat it either, and we eat a bunch of those animals. So Now, know, wait like, a minute. Are you going, you're, you're going vegan? Pigs? No, me, no, or? no. No, but I, I mean, what we eat isn't, is only very natural to us because we eat it. Ah. Right? So we eat pigs, and we find it completely normal because we eat pigs. Right. Whereas they're right. very intelligent, pink animals that roll around and shit the whole day, and then we cook them. <laughs> right? To someone foreign to the idea of eating pigs, that might, be, that might be quite weird. Well, you know, and I don't know if this is still happening, but there is a city in China that has a whole festival dedicated to eating dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which gets everyone very upset. Yes. E e e eating dogs is clearly a bad thing. Eating pigs clearly isn't. But, you know, cows taste so good, man. God, they look so tasty. Oh, but but there's no denying they're made out of steak, Bill. There's they're a made out of steak, <laughs> right? If we weren't supposed to eat them, why would they be made out of steak? <laughs> <laughs> but isn't there a cultural element to this though? That if yeah. if your cultural practices about around exotic meats um, have led to two outbreaks, yeah. But listen, also, come on, it's also make it illegal, man. It's also about process, right? We didn't we stopped dying from the plague, also to a large extent, because we started treating our meat differently. Hmm. Uh, we, we no longer live and with our cows and fornicate with them. Uh, we <laughs> we have. I'm not sure that was exactly it. But we have facilities, right? We're, we're doing alternate history here. 
<laughs> no, but I, but you know what I mean. Like like we no longer live with our with the animals that we consume. Uh, yes, right, right, and right. and 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 we slaughter them in dedicated places with very uh, well maintained procedures that we monitor, and so we get less infection is less of an issue. Yeah. You know, this is another interesting cultural element to it. Uh, I was having a, a conversation. Um, with some Chinese nationals that I know. And as you just mentioned, one of the elements behind this, this started in a, what's called a wet market mm. here in, in Asia. Do we have wet markets in the Americas or in so Europe? So it's like a regular market where they sell meat and vegetables and they also slaughter animals, basically. Yeah, and, and live seafood. It's basically live creatures fresh produce well you have some some version of that in europe without the meat being no, you have some versions of that that are similar in europe but they're much um hesitate to use the word cleaner but <laughs> that is what it is they are much cleaner right but is, are there live animals for sale no live animals for sale okay that, that is so strictly this is, separated this yeah. is a difference there are apparently live animals for sale at these wet markets right and people want the live animal there for purchase because you can trust the source. Right. Which anyone who has followed the food chain in China in recent years, there have been occasional scandals around fillers and other bad stuff put into the food. But if you're seeing it and it's alive right there and it, get, it gets butchered right in front of you, you're guaranteed the, the chain of, on the food, but then it makes it possible for these diseases mm. to leap. Whereas as you point out, most of our butchering of animals occurs in a way in dedicated facilities that contain things that control things. Maybe we would have more disease if we had the butchering happening. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Right near most Definitely. of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we also have sourcing issues, right? So we had the scandal in Europe where we, everyone had been eating horse meat for years and years and years, thinking it was it was beef. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. When was it, that? Uh, not so long ago. Just be so a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, I think. Uh, apparently, uh, they were selling uh, meat from uh, diseased horses uh, in Eastern Europe, repackaging oh, it as uh, as beef. And one of the one of my favorite restaurants in Amsterdam that I've been to many, many, many times apparently had been selling uh, horse meat as uh, steak without <laughs> saying it was horse, and that's why it was so. So tasty. it was. Oh. That's actually what apparently what I loved about it. Side. Wait, really? So you yeah, yeah. were eating some of this, and you're like, this is the best beef yeah. I've ever had. Yeah, and it was horse. <laughs> so hey. clearly we have our sourcing issues. So we have our own sourcing issues, issues yeah. as well. But so far, fingers crossed, they haven't led to diseases leaping from where these animals are butchered. Yeah, and no animal to human uh, infection. Yeah. And human to human infection. Right. Uh, right. But hey, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, I, right. I, I'm exactly. way more worried about the Black Plague uh, coming back uh, when the antibiotics stop working. Oh right? man, you're opening that door. So, so, so it, anyone who doesn't know, our current revolution in antibiotics—that's not even a century old—that kills mm -hmm. off these these infections if you get a cut or if you have surgery or anything. The drugs are becoming less and less effective because of evolution. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. These bugs are evolving. Uh, the strong ones allegedly. are surviving. Allegedly. Right. right. 
because evolution doesn't exist. So these these creatures are somehow mysteriously getting stronger, probably because we offended Allah or God or, or, or somebody. Or maybe it's it's the devil who's intelligently designing them. That's it. Over time. That's, that's it. Why. You heard yeah. it here first on the Foreign Influence podcast. So, yes, if the antibiotics get out of control, then the classic, the bubonic plague. Yep, we'll come to back. To dwell a little bit more on plagues, that one was 50% of the population of Europe. Something Europe's. like that. And, like, in the U.S., still a couple of hundred cases a year still get diagnosed. Yes, it still exists. Yeah. It's out in the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in the south, mid, so it's in the mid, not the Midwest, the southwest somewhere. Okay, okay. Of the U.S. where most cases are diagnosed, I think. Wow. And they get treated with antibiotics, and it just cures it. Oh, well, shh, there you go. Uh, but if it becomes, so when that, yeah, when that stops working, you're all done. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you know, and that is one of the biggest worries that I have for my kids and right. my grandkids yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah. someday is that they will grow up in a post-antibiotics world. Mm. But then, of course, my parents grew up in a pre-antibiotics world. Uh, so I guess it's a reversion to norm. But boy, you get used to being able to just take a pill and get away from diseases. Also, hip replacements. Pretty cool. Oh, I have to get at least two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just thinking about deep history and disease, I guess not so deep history. So the bubonic plague yeah. wiped out 50%. Um, you and I talked about this a little bit. There's a famous book, Guns, Germs, and Steel, uh, by the historian Jared Diamond. And uh, I'm from the U.S., obviously in the Americas. There were people already there, the Native Americans. Huh. And uh, I swear it's true. Look that it up. Bad givers Go- here. Google it. And the Europeans showed up, and their funky Eurasian diseases proved particularly deadly to the Native Americans mm. uh, and killed something, they guess, like 90% of the population. And that's why the continents were relatively easy to take over, right? Um, because everyone was dead. Because they were dead. <laughs> and um, you and I were talking one time, isn't it funky that it... it could have gone the other way. It could have gone the other way, I guess. Right? So imagine an alternate history where there was some bug that evolved in the Americas and went back to Eurasia. Mm. And then, yeah. I faintly recall there being a good scientific reason for it not going the other way, but I don't remember what it is. <sighs> not interested in your mumbo jumbo. <laughs> 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 well, apparently, uh, I guess the theory is, is because... Europeans and Eurasians, broadly speaking, did a lot more with domesticated animals. They got yeah, exposed to a lot yeah. more diseases mm-hmm. that they eventually died or survived from. And it's the survivors that went to the Americas where they didn't do as much with domesticated animals, leaving them vulnerable. See, that's why we should eat them, because animals are evil. Well, of course. That's, of course, it's a horse. That's what <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse. <laughs> But certainly living through one of these things is, is quite interesting. I've, I've been it's talking yeah. to people who were here when there was um, an influenza break uh, outbreak uh, in Hong Kong and spread mm. around a little bit. SARS, of course, went worldwide. Um, and this one is pretty tame. So far. Compared to here in Singapore, I'm talking about. It's pretty tame compared to some of those others. Uh, but, you know, people just live through it. So... Singapore is going to provide every Singaporean household with masks. Yes. Uh, this week or next week, I think. Um, so the airport is very well checked, right? They do temperature checks, everyone coming in. Um, quarantines, if you've traveled to China or uh, anywhere in mainland China, 
uh, you're being asked to voluntarily uh, quarantine yourself at home. Uh, I think same for students at schools. So the, so and and so yeah. So everybody's sort of waiting to see what happens. Um, but it's a weird experience just walking outside, seeing everyone with their mask on, and, which I don't wear, by the way. Yeah, I you don't also either. don't wear a mask, right? Because um, the thought is, it's not particularly effective. It it's effective if you're sick, yes, and you're hacking and whatever. Right. Uh, put on the mask, contain that crap. Uh, but if not, you're. It's interesting. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Yeah. These are the biggest yeah. piece of his, pieces of advice. If you're going to eat something, yeah, wash yeah. your hands. Yeah, don't stick. You know, like if you're tempted to rub your yeah, eye, yeah, yeah. don't rub your eye. This is stuff you've been hearing since you were a kid. Disinfect your phone. Oh, really? Well, oh, you're always touching your screen, right? Oh, that's true. Disinfect your screen. Okay, okay. Well, that's on my uh, list now. Because uh, otherwise, you know, the hand washing doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, and it killed me to give up licking my fingers clean. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I mean, I'm struggling with this. And other people's fingers. I and just... other people's. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. they were less welcome to it. But certainly for me, it's been tough. No, but so that's very interesting. If you, if you want to wear anything, wear gloves, disposable gloves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know. Because then you can just pull those off yeah, and when you wa- get home or something like that. Hands, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a better protective measure than um, the masks, yeah, yeah. for sure. But again, we are fortunate to be here in Singapore where the uh, Changi, the airport, Changi Airport, is uh, a major crossroads mm. uh, on this side of the world. Um, but as you said, they're screening for temperature. Um, they, they are putting people in isolation that might have been exposed yeah, so it's uh, and there's a robust public health uh, public health system and medical system. Yeah, I think so, here you're this is probably one of the best places to be in yeah. this kind of situation. There's other countries in the region. So if we were talking about Thailand before. Yeah. Um supposed to go to a conference in the north of Thailand soon. Just a couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of weeks, but the Thai border wasn't very strictly controlled, so they just have all of these hordes of Chinese tourists still coming in because that's what the local economy like lives off right? yeah yeah uh, doing some temperature checks at the airport but not really any strict uh, like uh, closing down the border or anything like that not any strict measures yeah uh, so i think we're going to hear more of that soon i think bangkok is a pretty uh hotbed as well right no, I, in bangkok I can't remember the number of cases in thailand specifically but i think it was one of the higher outside china but of course no one's anywhere near china's level of yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of cases. But it's interesting to see, like, the public outrage uh, in Thailand in particular. People are saying, oh, the government cares more about the economy than about the welfare of their people and stuff like that. They should close the borders. There's oh, lo- interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of outrage. Yeah. So they think, uh, yeah, even they, though it's tourist peak tourist season. Right. They feel, that, it. they feel that the borders should have been closed. Wow, wow. Entirely. Wow. Well, and where we're going for this conference is kind of in a peak tourist area. Right, yeah. Like, it's yeah. not even the capital of the country like Bangkok is. No, uh, yeah. But I haven't heard of any cases out of there yet. But me, this changes every day. Me neither, me neither. Yeah. yeah. Changes every day, yeah. You know, talk about closing things off. So one of the extreme measures that they took in China was to close off the city of Wuhan, and then they closed off several other central Chinese cities. And I saw a couple of numbers thrown around. The lower of the two was 45 million people 
quarantined in their cities. 45 million. That is more people than Canada. That's more people than California. Yeah. Uh, that is, what, half the population of France. Yeah, more than half, two-thirds. Two-thirds yeah, of the yeah. population of France. Crazy, right? Um, so maybe three-quarter, or maybe half of Germany. And I, saw I mean, some, this, uh, is, yeah, this is just huge numbers massive. of people. And China just said, that's it. You're cut off. No planes, no trains. I guess they're shipping in food. I, It's incredible. I mean, Wuhan alone is 11 million people. Yeah, yeah. In one city. And for me, for my Midwestern background, that's like cutting off Ohio. Oh, yeah. Or cutting off Michigan. Just saying, nope, you're done. We'll hand food over to you. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> only in China, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, only in an authoritarian regime. Allegedly. Would this work in Europe or the States? No. In Europe? Forget about it. Yeah. It just wouldn't, we, we no. would never accept it. No, you would need like, like oh, God. Military intervention at a massive scale. Well, yeah. to be honest, that's probably what they're doing in China. Right. Right. It's not like they're politely asking people to stay in the city. <laughs> yes, like, right. Put a giant tank right. somewhere on the road. And go, sorry. If you don't go back, we'll Sorry, you have you. to go back. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? But, but I'd like right. to go over there. All right. No, well, <laughs> make it quick. <laughs> I don't think it's quite working that way. It's no negotiating. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Shoot you. Go Since back. you asked nicely. <laughs> um, you know, we mentioned the economy just briefly. Uh, yeah. So just a couple of data points that I've read about. So uh, the big carrier that we use a lot coming from the U.S. is United Airlines. They've canceled like an enormous number of their flights to China. Oh. Because the demand has fallen off. Yeah, right? sure. No one yeah, wants yeah. to go. Uh, I have read something like an entire percentage point of GDP growth could be knocked off in China. Because people wow, can't yeah. go anywhere. And I was on a conference call earlier this week with some folks who told me that their employer in Hong Kong had told them, don't come to the office for two weeks. Yeah, I've heard that from Work several from people. Yeah, the, 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 uh, Apparently, the official holidays have been extended for a week. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's, and you know, people are like encouraging working from home everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And supply chains are being disrupted. Schools are shut down. Everything's done. Schools are shut down. I heard another story yeah. of a school in Shanghai where, yeah, again, because it was the Chinese New Year weekend, it was a long weekend, um, but they said, don't come back for two weeks. Mm. Uh, and again, that's thought to be the incubation period. So if you don't get sick in two weeks, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. If you've been exposed. Yeah. Yes, yes. If you've been exposed. So just massive disruptions. Um, but so far, this outbreak is mild. Not to diminish the people who have died, the economic impact, the people who are still trapped in their city or anything like that. Uh, but mild so far, and yeah, again, and we're crossing our fingers and and hoping for the best that it that it stays that it stays this way. So that's life with an outbreak there here you go. here in Asia. Yeah. Well, we only had really one other topic oh. that we were going to talk about. Because it's apparently coming up tomorrow. Oh, that's our happy news, right? <laughs> yes. Like, Isn't right. that our good yeah, news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to do this as, as our happy news. Yeah. For, uh, there it is. The Brexit is finally <laughs> happening. <laughs> good riddance, everyone. The European has spoken. <laughs> he says we've had enough. Thank you, baby Jesus, for getting rid of England. <laughs> is that... 
three years of this? When was the Brexit vote? Guy, you know what the funniest thing is? They still don't have a trade agreement. So what will happen? Okay, so Brexit is official tomorrow. Tomorrow. As we're recording this. And... Until the end of the year to figure it out. I'm confident it's going to happen. Because <laughs> it's... Because so much progress has been made hey. so far. So this is really the sense of just go already. We're, we're, we're done with this. God, it's going to have to happen sometime. I Well, right. Apparently so. Because the, the British spoke. They went back to the polls. They gave the conservatives... Yep. A strong mandate to do what they want to do. This is it. And Let's pull uh, the plug. <laughs> and now they're off. So that's our happy news. <laughs> is it happy? I don't know, Bill. I don't know either. Man. Well, well, we'll go with it as the happy news. Let's just say it is. It's happier than viral outbreaks going worldwide. There you go. Yeah. Doesn't take much these days. Because it's only self-inflicted, I guess. Hmm. Which is somehow comforting. It's a cell phone. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.